Uh, just so one do, track. Do you want to do uh, Book of Questions? Oh, do you know about Book of Questions? Have you actually listened to uh, oh, yeah. your brother's podcast I've before? Listened, I've listened to almost all of them. Uh, I, I haven't listened to the latest one. Um, but And you obviously haven't listened to the Jesse Byer one. Oh, I have. Yeah, he I have. Was, oh, you have? It was my favorite one, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's our favorite one, too. It's a good one. So far. Sorry to yeah. all the other guests we had, but uh, oh, they we, failed, we failed you. <laughs> yes. Big, so, Bigfoot was a nice, yeah. nice-seeming guy. So what was introduced with Bigfoot, and you know what? Sorry, because I know you're a big fan of Bigfoot. We didn't invite you to come meet him. It all happened really last minute. I'm really sorry. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm hard to get a hold of. I'm, yeah. I'm a you recluse. Do, you I'm are. Sure I was trying to be polite about it. A... You're more of a recluse than Bigfoot. <laughs> so uh, on that episode, uh, we introduced a new book, uh, Book of Questions, Love and Sex by Gregory Stock, Ph.D., there's a new one we got in. And then we have the regular book of questions, which is also by Gregory Stock, PhD, Dr. Gregory Stock. Um, so we're mm-hmm, going to allow mm-hmm. you to actually choose from either book. Both are good. Um, Love and Sex isn't as kinky as we thought it would be. We wanted it to be a little bit uh, raunchier. Yeah. Um, it was mostly the love. I, I, yeah, I there's remember. more love than there is sex. <laughs> he flipped through a lot of that book. He was really <laughs> determined to find some poach on poach action there. <laughs> Uh, and then, yeah, we got the regular book. So I'll, I'll let you see where right. things go. Yeah, I'll go with the regular book of questions. It seems to have the best questions. Sure. <laughs> uh, you found one already? I found one really quick. Wow, that's record. Record time. You want to hand me another one of those great steam whistles? Here you go. Well, I was laughing because I, I found a sex one. <laughs> oh, yeah. you know what i was gonna say there's actually better sex questions in the regular book of questions than in the love and sex book that's probably why this one isn't in print anymore that'll do it yep okay so you found it yes okay so uh 149 okay would you be willing to give up sex for five years if you would have wonderful erotic dreams every night whoa oh every night Oh, this is this is perfect for the hologram kind of deal. This kind is the holodeck <laughs> reality thing. Because my dreams are pretty much... Going back to that holodeck story. Dreams can be great. My dreams my dreams are amazing. I look forward to sleep for my dreams. Wait, can, you, can you reread that again? <laughs> Would you be willing to give up sex for five years if you could have wonderful erotic dreams every night? Wonderful erotic dreams. So they're good. They're good. Like, yeah, you they're got good. the... Yeah. yeah, the... The gold the standard. Last days of Rome Wait, happening every night. Here's my question. I got a question first. Sure. And you read the question, so you can determine this. Do you consider a wonderful erotic dream a dream where you well that's wet? Yeah, I, like I you mean, orgasm in your sleep. Oh yeah, there's there's. Well, I don't know. It depends if that's normal for you. Well, it's not normal for me because I have regular sex all the time, so my body's not like gotta figure out a way to get it out. Yeah. I assume uh, that's how that works. I, I just, don't know. I don't know. I haven't had a wet dream since I started <laughs> yeah. having sex. I mean, <laughs> let's go no mess. I mean, no mess. No mess. Uno mas. But you feel it. You, I mean, it's a wonderful erotic dream. So you're yeah. feeling it. Like so it feels you, like an orgasm. Yeah, yeah. it feels yeah, like yeah. a wet. You dream, wouldn't know. But you wake up with no mess. No it's, fuss. It's not. You don't have to wear diapers to bed or anything. Yeah. How much do you come? You <laughs> <laughs> used to wear a diaper. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Jesus. Do you shit your pants when you ejaculate? Is that not what a wet dream is? No. 
<laughs> wet dream is. Have you ever come? <laughs> <laughs> you ejaculate a little bit into your underwear. <laughs> uh, approximately but, uh, a teaspoon. <laughs> Not a diaper worthy. <laughs> I was. Uh, I don't know. I, was, I, was I, I get where he was going. That I was, was so innocent. I was picturing you wanting to save your bedding or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or your underwear. No, you should be switching your underwear that you sleep in anyways the next day. Fresh underwear. Yeah. You go to bed with the underwear you have on. Yeah. Then you, morning, you put on fresh underwear. Sure. Start a new day. Sure. Yeah. Um, have you ever, though, you know, you, you're wearing your underwear all day and then you hop in the shower to get all clean to go to bed? And then you don't want to put your underwear back on. So you put on a new pair and you go to work with those ones. <laughs> yes. No, I've never done Not that. if you have wet dreams. <laughs> Here's the thing. If if you're not having s- sex for five years, right? <laughs> That's what it is? Yeah. Does that mean that you also don't have a partner for five years? Well, probably not because you're not having sex with them. Right. So you, you're you also giving up a partner. I'm sure I could get a couple years out of Natalie w- with not having sex, but five years would be too much for her. I, I don't so think... That, <laughs> here's, here's my question. Do the wonderful sex dreams only last the five years you're not having sex? Because it doesn't specify that. Kind of like a little of both. Like what if what if after... If I would totally do it. It's a total yes if after the five years the dreams continue and and I get to have sex again. Well, uh, no, because it doesn't. If after the five that, years, yeah. you can just have sex again. Yeah, but that, uh, what if I can have both? Well, no, that's just is that you, too much? Is know, that being cake greedy? Cake and eat no, it too. The way I'm, the way I'm, <laughs> too much. This this is question master territory. I mean, the way it's worded, you will retain the dreams. I think. Well, there you go. It might be a curse, actually. You gave up sex it. for five years, and that was the price. Now you have wonderful erotic dreams every night. Hmm. That's kind of, I don't know. Maybe it's kind of terrifying your whole fucking life to every yeah, night. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd miss my other dreams. I mean, I, I don't know if we. Yeah, all... not all of mine are erotic. Like, I, but at the same time, you, you dream. I can have multiple stories. I mean, would it just ruin your? Sure. Would it just ruin sex for you? Well, if the dreams. I are guess everything reality. just gets old. Do your dreams yeah. escalate so that you're just like sacrificing goats and. And, like, <laughs> yeah. and fucking their skulls. Yeah, it's yeah. like oh, it's just like one and up. I've, last night's dream. I've done everything. <laughs> like you're just gonna go numb, and you're gonna have to search for that new mm. new experience. Well, there yeah, could be strange so. alien women. No, here's the thing: the, the way dreams work, though, dreams work where it can be the most mundane sex, but for some reason there's pleasures there. Like the reality of the sex isn't necessarily about the subject matter. I hear you. you so you I mean? could feel yeah. the closeness and the closeness and intimacy in that. Yeah, and it could be like all of a sudden something that turns into a stuffed bear, <laughs> and for some reason it's just com- incredibly erotic because that's the reality of your dream, right? Mm. Totally. That's that's actually totally true. Our, our, like my really good friend Nicholas Johnson, uh, who who did our theme song for us, Smokey Johnson. Uh, I had a dream uh, that I gave it to him from behind huh? incredibly erotic dream <laughs> <laughs> and I w- would you say it's wonderfully erotic <laughs> uh, well at the time in the dream it was fantastic how was he doing <laughs> oh i told him about it like the next day and he's like ah that's so funny because norm just told me he had the same dream about <laughs> that's a popular guy <laughs> <laughs> uncle norman mustache tamer. <laughs> really yeah 
But what's also similar is that both he, Norman and I both took him. Oh, <laughs> like a common. Like, <laughs> oh. Mm. Anyway, so at the time, like the, that reality, it's like, it's like it's just a dream. Like it could be so weird. It could be some weird alien thing that doesn't exist, but it could be completely erotic. Yeah. So I don't think you'd have to worry about your dreams having to escalate in order to keep pleasured. I hmm. s- still think I I think I'm uh, I'm a total no. I'm a total no because if it's especially if it's for my whole life. You went from a total yes to a total no. I totally did because I thought about it. I, I, I forgot how long my life was and that that I'd have to give up my other dreams. No, this is for five years though. No, because we the dreams go on forever. We didn't. You're, it's not like your whole night is that dream. Yeah, he doesn't but, say that. No. No. You have a, like okay, I, I okay. have I have three or four stories a night. Sure, okay. So you just pop a wonderfully erotic one in there somewhere. Yeah, or each one has that climax of like, you know, save the damsel, right? Do the deed, you know, or uh, fight through the fiery ninja warriors, uh-huh. um, and then find out that the magical elixir at the end is actually a damsel in distress. Okay. Everything ends with the damsel <laughs> <in> stress <laughs> that I'm saving. Okay. Uh, or no, no. <laughs> I thought I had a different kind of scenario there, but it was the same. <laughs> Nick Johnson, Teddy Bear, damsel in distress. Those are your go-to. Yeah. <laughs> no, to be honest, only once did I have the Nick one. Or you uh, suddenly become lucid in your dream, and the mm. first thing you think to do is immediately go for some boobs or something oh, well that's the thing i assume we're talking about lucid dreams aren't we i all my, like well, not I, necessarily 95 of necessarily. my dreams are, are lucid well i would say not necessarily lucid dreams the only part that the lucid gets thrown out the window is when i have the erotic dream mm. because i get into a situation where um i can never finish Ooh. Ever. And it's just so fresh. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'll get back to flying around then. Uh, that's like when I get in a dream and I can't, turning into I can't a werewolf. punch. I'm too weak to punch. And I'm like, ah, damn it. Yeah, I usually have uh, something to do. And I was like, all right, I, I'll be right there. Yeah, totally. But I have to like microwave this thing first. And I just can't figure out the you can never get to yeah, You right. can never get to the <laughs> thing you want to do because you're so sidetracked by the thing that's fucking yeah. you over and then the alarm goes off because all erotic dreams are timed for just before the alarm yeah, oh my they all god are. everyone what is that about <laughs> why do our brains do that to us yeah. we have we have all the ability in the world to just enjoy that and we can't it's very rare that i have a dream where the story finishes yeah absolutely Ugh. i've gotten pretty good at like getting back into the dream again after waking up a bit with having kids and yeah, yeah. and a, a wife who wakes up much earlier than I. Sure. Um, but it's still, usually it's just like, oh, I'm so frustrated. How is that story going to end? Yeah. That was good. Yeah. That was gold. That was movie making. <sighs> That's the worst. So, answers. What are our answers? What's your answer, Jeff? Oh, I go with no. I think uh, I'll build my erotic dreams in real life, I think. Also, I don't want to lose my partner by not having sex with him for five years. With him? It's 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 a her. Mm. But uh, yeah. I'm not sure. We don't talk to you as much, and I just didn't know <laughs> if you were telling us something. So, uh, if you didn't have sex with her, she mm-hmm. would dump you. 
uh, for five years. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I'm Anyone pretty sure. Anybody. I'm pretty sure. This was <laughs> I, in, in this. I always I always come at these questions from like such a hypothetical that I don't even have the life I have now. Mm-hmm. But it's like, like it's it's like if I was in a if I was a single person and this was my options. What if you've been single for five years and right. I was given to you as an option? Yeah, yeah. The D- next diff- day you'd meet a girl, story. you'd be like, "Shit, god damn it." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my my answer is no. There's too many variables. Murphy's law. Whenever you're offered a five years of wet dreams, for in exchange for not having a girlfriend, you'll meet the perfect woman the next day. <laughs> yeah, well, this sounds <laughs> classic. Classic. This, this smacks a little of uh, you know cursed monkey paw wishes. <laughs> yeah, for yeah, sure. yeah. Definitely. Okay, so we're not going to go for it because reality's better. Yeah. I'm <laughs> yeah. um, kind of there. Do we want to do another one? Uh, sure, sure. One more? Sure. I don't think I've ever looked at question number one. Yeah. What's yeah. question number one? It's, it's a technology one. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. it. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> so Technology has become a part of us. Would you rather lose the use of all motorized vehicles, all telecommunication devices and computers, or one of your hands? My hand. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. So re- read that again. Technology has become a part of us. Mm-hmm. Would you rather lose the use of all motorized vehicles, all telecommunication devices and computers, or one of your hands? I don't drive. So. Yeah, it means like flying well, anywhere. I, could, I couldn't get a ride from anyone. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. You're stuck I in your, your peasant. You're a med- medieval peasant. Well, definitely my hand. That's pretty easy. You have to learn to ride horses. Hand. Left one. <laughs> Left hand. hand. Yeah, I'd go with left hand as well, I think. Yeah. I'd go with right hand. I think the others are more more of a handicap. And that's kind of crazy. <laughs> handicap. <laughs> Get it? Hand. Wow. Uh, well, yeah, because like telecommunications and computers, that's half my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, well, it's everybody's life. That's try to get a job, job without te- telecommunication yeah. and computers. Yeah, okay, but try and uh, play a computer game with one hand. That's not that hard. Oh, I've, I've oh it'd be tough. What no, do you mean? You, you know oh, what? You could, you those could get... kind of computer games, you're meant to only use no, one No, I, I broke my wrist that one time. All right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I played StarCraft. Whoa. And you know what? You What else? You know, you could you, do it. You, you could, could do it. You could definitely design any kind of like a, a tool to, to do some, some keyboarding with the left hand. Well, that's actually... You could do that pretty easily. That's also, actually true. One There's, hand only um, needs to actually just do this, and I'd be fine. Yeah, you just I just got to point your finger. Just also, like, the <laughs> telecommunications yeah. one was computers as well. They were it said, and computers. Yeah, right. So mm. no way. <laughs> yeah, no way. There, there's actually hand. tools invented for people who are severely handicapped or. Um, anyways, they use like their tongue to move around. They have like it's basically controls. Oh yeah, for quadriplegics. Use. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that where they, uh, yeah, they use it for, uh, like moving a mouse. Yeah, and now we can actually do chip implants to the brain that basically can tell us to do what we want it to do with our thoughts. That's a reality now. I don't need a chip to tell me what to do with my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a chip just to eat in my mouth because my thoughts told me to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Take that. <laughs> Um, so well, that was an easy one. That was we all easy. decided to <laughs> yeah. give up our hand, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> our actual well, physical body. We would cut off which, in order to maintain uh, some of these other luxuries. That which clearly, I guess is a statement. Yeah, that's the world we're living in. Well, it says technology has become a part of us. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, um, what do we want to? 
I noticed we do that a lot. We do it a lot. Have you noticed? Yeah, I edit them out. Yeah. <laughs> is that what this this thing's meant to block? What is this thing no. supposed to block? That, kind that, of. That blocks the... <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is like unblockable. We just need to stop doing it. No, it just... Yeah, it's it's completely unblockable. It's I don't a, know why we do it. It's an elocution thing. I don't know. Uh-huh. Do you do it? Have you... I will notice. But no, I don't, I I'll, not- I'll notice over editing. I can I can visually see them. I know exactly what they look like on the editing screen now. Like it's a it's a straight line. That, it's just a blip line that covers from top to bottom of the whole thing. And I cut them all out. And I cut them all. It's like an uh. Yeah, I cut a lot of ums. I mean, I don't get them all. I don't. I leave some in for you know dramatic effect. <laughs> but, mm. yes. You'll notice uh, 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 <laughs> that. Uh, I try to avoid saying um, um, th- words like uh, <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was trying as well. Good. Should we pose Jeff the question that we asked um, ourselves and Jesse as well about the c- c- kind of in the theme of the uh, the future and the theoretical how much technology? Would, how much... Uh, <laughs> Could someone pay you to kill their pet? <laughs> That's well. <laughs> uh, it would have to be a, a, a five thousand. If someone offered you five thousand dollars to kill their dog, uh, I mean, to kill the neighbor's dog. <laughs> <laughs> you were you were sitting at home. You were listening to this episode. You thought you were safe. <laughs> no, no, uh, I'd like to think that there's no amount. But I realize that that's probably unrealistic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Someone would say a number and you'd realize in that moment. Like, <laughs> that's your uh, number. I really don't want to take the life of an innocent dog. And <laughs> 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 uh, I, I, don't, I don't know what kind of money it'd have to be. Because, uh, I mean, over a certain amount of money, it just becomes an abstraction. But, right. Uh, <laughs> it's certainly bigger than like five thousand dollars. Didn't we yes. settle on five thousand dollars in the end? Dave did. <laughs> uh, so the question we asked Jesse. Sorry, that wasn't actually the question. No, no. The question we asked Jesse was, uh, if you, you if you can think of some sci- science fiction movies, which which uh, s- science fiction film future do you think seems most idealistic to you personally? Which would you like to live in, aesthetically or otherwise? Oh, I'm all about the Star Trek. You're all about the Star Trek? Yeah. Uh, the utopic. Yeah, it's uh, post-scarcity, post, uh, mm-hmm. post-forced uh, like labor. It's post-workforce, really. Right. Post-labor. Because mm-hmm. everything's replicated. Uh, everyone just does what they do because they're passionate about it. Mm-hmm. It's exploration, right? Amazing. Uh, yeah, even the people in Starfleet, they joined Starfleet because they wanted to. They don't yeah. have to. They could just sit on their vineyard yeah, <laughs> and just live. But uh, they're passionate about exploring, so they go explore. Um, yeah, fo- food and shelter, are not, they're yeah. not a commodity. Yeah, there's no talk about being for. paid. No, there's, there's no pay in the Star, Star Trek. Yeah. There's, there's, it's, I think that's something we didn't touch on. It. It's a, that's a really nice aspect of it. Yeah, there's, there's no scarcity. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, I I agree because they have a hollow deck, <laughs> and that too. That's amazing. <laughs> I want it. Good God! <laughs> yeah, that thing. Not to mention, it's a hollow deck powerful enough to create sentience. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> That's insane. That's what yeah. we talked about. That's what. So we you about. have a very, you have a 
Well, no, Jesse said Blade Runner universe. Yeah, <laughs> Jesse, she liked the rain and the stuff. And the dark. Well, the she dark liked. Universe. I think she liked. Yeah, she liked the aesthetic of it. I think. I agree, though. Star Trek. Mm-hmm. I think that's the most positive sci-fi that's ever happened. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's still external pressures. There's still a war, the threat of war. Yeah. What about the Borg? You want to live with the Borg? What if you I mean, get assimilated? I can't think of any sci-fi that doesn't have a ridiculous, like a awful villain race or something yeah. <laughs> to, to deal with. It'd be awfully boring if they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, was, now with the Borg, now the if, Borg don't end your life or your existence. But here's a question. If, yeah, that's uh, that, up for that's, debate. That's, <laughs> that's pretty debatable. Mm. If you, if you like, if Earth hadn't gone off into Starfleet and meddled with everything, would the Borg have ever found them? Was that something? Were they always heading for Earth? No, no. Well, the Borg was... showed up in Voyager. Yeah. Well, they were well, first in... No, no. No, no they, they were first, first in when Next Generation. Yeah. yeah when Q uh, sent Q, them. Q knocked them off. Uh, right. But way the, out. Into the Delta Quadrant. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Where Voyager came across them because they were also in the Delta Quadrant. In the quadrant. Delta Quadrant. Yeah. yeah. And so... Uh, th- I'm yeah. just wondering. I'm just wondering if they would have ever been a threat. Well, for, yeah, Q, like, Q said it would happen like this a lot is going to eventually happen. Oh, a lot, but later, he yeah. accelerated it. By okay, sending him out there and alerting the Borg to their presence. Oh, okay, gotcha. So that, so then, yeah, that's a valid fucking uh, Q futuristic <laughs> yeah. enemy. They were inevitable. Yeah, bummer. Um, favorite sci-fi villains? Hmm. I mean, I, I, uh, I would. Everyone wants to say Vader or something, but he's not a. He's no, not sci-fi. No. That's sci-fantasy. No, it's still sci-fi. Sure. If you're gonna start getting into semantics on sci-fi versus sci-fantasy, like I didn't say sci-fantasy, I said sci-fi. I, I mean, it's really not even science fantasy. There's nothing scientific about Star Wars. It's so out to lunch. But like, I've always, I've always liked it's great. Scorpio so. from Far. Escape. Oh, Scorpio oh, yeah, from yeah. Far Escape. He's a little bit Borgy, though. <laughs> uh, kind of, yeah. He's the guy he's always got to regulate his temperature. Yeah. yeah, that's a really good one. That's totally good. Anyone who hasn't seen Far Escape at home, it was uh, Jim Henson made uh, mm. sci-fi series. Um, one of my faves. I tried rewatching it. It comes off as a little campy at first, but those storylines get so good. It is well worth a watch, and, the, a and one. we're talking aliens that are done with. Proper puppetry and animatronics. Yeah, it's, too. it's one of those ones you, you watch for a few episodes and it grows. Oh, yeah. And it grows hard, <laughs> too. That, that's a great, great show. Totally. Well, Jim Henson Studios. Yeah. So yeah. good. It was Australian made. Yeah. Yeah. It's got these dark, realistic storylines, too. Yeah, it really sometimes. does. Yeah, it really gets into because at first, like, you, you feel things are cartoony. But it's not cartoony at all. Like when no. you get into the reality of their characters and realize that they're not actually a, a ship full of friends. Yeah. You're misguided to think that they're all buddy buddy after the first episode. Yeah. Well, that's how shows normally work. Yeah. It's everyone, like, oh, everyone we just bonded, becomes a I family. Trust you. Yeah. Yeah. But I think all the way up to the end, there's still there's a lack of trust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's factions. There's uh, people looking out for themselves. So Scor- Scorpio. So Scorpio was, uh, he was, I can't even remember the races anymore, but he's two races. He's a hybrid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't remember the names. Of a, a human-like race and like a lizard-like race. 
basically. Yeah, yeah and the lizards run hot. They, they, yeah, they have a but the hot internal system. Peacekeeper race that he's this other race uh, can't handle heat. can't handle heat at all. So he's always in danger of his brain overheating. Yeah, yeah, he's a dark horse. He's a good one. That's a good, good, good choice. How about you? Do you have one? Do you, I, I, th- I feel like you have one. That's why you're asking. What's yours? I want to hear yours. Uh, Hell nine thousand. Okay, that's a, you consider that as a villain. I think Hell nine thousand's a villain. Yes, he's yeah. one of the best villains. He's such a great out of nowhere accidental kind of villain. I mean, he thinks he's doing right, but so does every good villain. <laughs> mm, some villains know that they're doing completely wrong. Yeah, sure, but and that's why they do it. But they're not my favorite villains. That's yeah, the point. That's not. what makes my favorite villains. Yeah, yeah. Some of the worst, the worst villains are ones that uh, are just doing evil because they're evil. Yeah, they have no motive. You're <laughs> like, like, okay, I don't care about you then. Like uh, vampires from like Buffy or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're evil. I'm evil because we are the, the essence of evil. <laughs> I come from darkness. I will spread darkness. That being said, I love Buffy. Oh yeah, yeah good Buffy's show. Good. Oh yeah, great. <laughs> uh, so you have one? Do you have one, John? No. I really like. No, I don't uh, think so. I like. You Q, don't have to be honest. Q is one of my favorite. Yeah, and Q's even it's... arguably less of a villain sometimes. I mean, he ends up not always a villain. So. He's an yeah. antagonist. Yeah, yeah sure. He's yeah. not necessarily mm-hmm. a villain. He's, but he's, he's a, foil. a good choice. He's yeah. total a foil. Yeah. He's he's one of my favorite characters. I agree. I I I used to get excited every great. time I saw that. He's he was a great concept. In episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's just so tough to pick. I know there's an obvious one that I'll think about after. I wish you would have prepped me with this question, to be honest. I would have come up with a golden answer. <laughs> well, I just <laughs> thought of this question. Well, do, how about this? Turn it on its head. Do you have a favorite sci-fi hero? Um, no. <laughs> I wish you would prep me with this question. Jeff, do you? Wait. Uh, Nathan Fillion's character in Far Far Side. Fire Firefly. <laughs> oh man, I'm doing a disservice to my nerdy roots here. Yeah. My brain is farting like you wouldn't believe. I got Fart a little side. gas. Um Jeff, I, I was thinking Farscape and yeah, then yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Nathan Fillion's awesome. Oh, he's so good. Uh, but also, what's his name from Farscape is awesome too. Yeah, yeah. The astronaut <laughs> character from Earth. Yeah, I don't want to say him, but I, he might be it for me. He's pretty <laughs> awesome. Uh, nothing's leaping to mind. I mean, I think necessarily the heroes are generally less interesting than the villains. I yeah, say, I agree. I, yeah, they tend to be. I think so. I think so too. Vanilla. I really like, especially when you're dealing with a team environment. Like yeah. you got It's like you're. You could say that the the hero is Starfleet. Yeah, it's not necessarily anyone. In well, I mean, Starfleet. I mean, Them I could as, say as Picard oh, is yeah, a hero. Picard is Picard's really like, got to be my favorite. He, he would be one of my biggest choices. Oh yeah, for sure, he's Picard. My, yeah, but I, I just don't consider him as necessarily as an individual all the time. What about uh, don't you, don't you like uh, Star Lord? Aren't you a Guardians of the Galaxy guy? Yeah, I was gonna say Star Lord. Oh right, Star Lord. Yeah, I was thinking of. A, Whole, there's oh. a whole other universe of things to think <laughs> yeah. about there. There's a lot. <laughs> I don't know if you're oh aware of how God. many science fiction movies. Sorry, and TV I was just thinking is. about like I was going back to Arthur C. Clarke. I had Arthur C. Clarke <laughs> on the brain. I was like, yeah. oh man, which uh, I don't know. Like Childhood's End. Those guys were 
secretly like really scary people the villains on that and they actually looked like demons that was what yeah. and that's why they they refrained from showing their true faces to human humanity for 50 years or something after they they made their presence known i mean i, I like Crichton a lot from farscape just because he's Crichton, right that's su- super uh flawed but also brilliant yeah, yeah. In that dumb way, is there like we? You don't understand this because this is future technology. And he's like, "Well, isn't like one plus one equals two? And they're like, "You're right. That just might work." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Classic, classic Crichton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to the point that later later seasons, it's like, "Well, we should probably listen to what Crichton has to say because usually in his inanity, there's something there that solves a problem." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So have you? Did you guys hear about the uh, the Blade Runner two coming out? Yes, uh, I heard Handsome Man is in it. Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. That's the guy. That doesn't bother me at all. I, I no, I'm fine. With he's that. he's good in. Most does that mean Harrison Ford's not in it? Harrison Ford is uh, is coming back. So does that prove that he's not an android? See, that's the thing. Is it, I I don't know if it proves that he is or isn't. I don't know. Did they age in the first one? I don't remember. You're an android. You don't age. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure if that right. was like a program. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Or are they just going to use his voice and digitally remake him? <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, they did it with Schwarzenegger. They're doing it with everybody. It's kind of a neat technology that's... Doesn't look very good. No, it doesn't, but they're <laughs> getting better. <laughs> sure, but... Uh, uh, the one I saw that looked great was the Audrey Hepburn commercial when they brought her back, and that, mm-hmm. that looked amazing. She looked like Audrey Hepburn. I was like, that looks great because mm-hmm. they use a body double as well at the same time so they use a lookalike and then they map right. uh, the yeah. photos and image stills of her face over top of the body double yeah the problem is with with that with that particular commercial they're dealing with like bright sunlight yeah and they're able to do like really like matte brightness yeah on they her can really face smooth and on it everything out. and smooth everything out yeah whereas when i mean i guess you when do you're getting a, a shadow gritty, and stuff but not the texture of Blade Runner doesn't it would be, afford, it'd be too hard, yeah. Unless they get really good at it. Maybe, well, I mean, I'm sure we probably will. I mean, that's some well, theoretical that's some tech, theoretical. Right <laughs> How good are, is our movie CGI going to get? Because mm-hmm. I'm still not convinced on CGI. Yeah, gotta, quant- use quantum computers or something there. Yeah, quantum computers. That's a whole other episode, I think. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I did some minor prep just in case. Quantum computers. Yeah. Well, you think great. quantum computers would help our CGI movies? <laughs> I, I, I'm actually, I don't think that's where they're uh, optimal, optimally no. used. <laughs> <laughs> With CGI, you just need a bigger hard drive. They will find yeah, the yeah. they will find the factors of extremely large numbers. <laughs> wow, what, that is what they will do. <laughs> they could uh, they could really figure out textures, though. Actually, I would think well, yeah, I would think that'd facets. be a, yeah, maybe. Doing those intricacies, those little things that we can't seem to... An artist's or, uh, eye can't always mimic on that grand when scale. When you have uh, algorithms that are like basically the filter they use to create a flame in a scene. Right. The randomness. The randomness of a wave. Yeah, perhaps. Like ocean and water. The randomness things, of things, an imperfection or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Or the way light hits an object. Mm. I, I, I bet, mm, I bet sure. you there's going to be a lot of new, really neat breakthroughs in that regard. Well, yeah. Right now, they're they're looking at them for just like complex optimization problems. Mm-hmm. I think that makes sense. Like uh, where you need to find the best solution 
to something and so, so you need to try out I guess I guess different solutions. I know I yeah. think we're getting into uh I, I assume we're in our extension here. Oh, we're way into our extension. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. But at the same time we still need to explain some things to the people at home. So with quantum computers, what are we talking about? Like what what makes a quantum computer different than a regular computer? Well, so so regular computers use uh transistors mm-hmm. that uh they can be either off or on, zero or one. Zero, one. And Binary so, uh, data. Yeah, so a computer can basically work with zeros and ones. Right. And, and then various combinations of which create the answer that we get. Like yeah. the switches yeah. get thrown together. Yeah, give that's the vocabulary the of the computer is yeah. zero and one. And any word it forms is formed from those. Um, but with a quantum computer, you're using uh, atoms or particles of some sort and you are arranging them in some sort of spin i don't know say like spin up and spin down um say two separate states two two different states but you're also uh they can also exist in a quantum superposition of those two states so they can be either up or down or both yeah they can be up and down or up up and Mm-hmm. You know, every combination and it just adds more, more, more uh, things to work with, more and more combos to work with. Like instead of zero, one, you can have zero and one or uh, one and zero. And those are set. That exist at exactly the same time. Yeah. And those These are, are com- states. Yeah. Those Whoa. are completely valid. They're as valid as just zero. Mm-hmm. Right. And as valid as just one is zero and one or one mm-hmm. and zero. And uh, this just adds more vocabulary to work with um so basically the idea is if we're looking at uh we want the computer to solve a problem it will try to think of all the possibilities or the results of that problem right like all the scenarios and it comes out with like it'll give you a feedback of well yeah yeah uh and so each bit of a or a qubit of mm-hmm. a quantum computer they're called qubits in quantum computers q for quantum yeah quantum bit mike mm-hmm. uh, q for quantum gotcha mm-hmm. uh, consists of like two particles quantumly entangled to each other uh <laughs> existing in these we've talked about quantum entanglement on the show before yes yes yeah. you have yeah <laughs> um basically one is in such a state that it's dependent upon the other and uh, that dependence is transmitted instantaneously across any distance to the other mm-hmm. um, did, did you laugh at our quantum entanglement because we did it wrong <laughs> it was pretty funny <laughs> <laughs> we were just trying to simplify it you know I mean yeah. for the layman also we drank beers we drank a lot of beers that yeah. night <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, well you know I'm no I'm no I'm no doctor no, but you are our go-to science guy for now until we find a doctor. <laughs> yeah, until a doctor agrees to come on the show. Um, and so uh, each bit... Each qubit. <laughs> each qubit <laughs> consists of these two things. And with each bit you add to the computer, it can handle uh, a, another like power of two possibilities at once. Mm-hmm. So, so like, exponential growth on... On information. Yeah, if you have a thousand bits, or it's two to the power of how many bits you have is how many possibilities it can handle. So if you have a thousand a thousand bit computer, a thousand qubit computer, 
it can handle two to the 1,000 possibilities at once, which is more than, I don't know, that's more than the atoms in the universe or something. Right. Wow. It's a lot. So uh, <clears throat> so would each each of these bits exist on their own? Well, at this yeah, stage, yeah. like, so, like, like, when you talk about a qubit, like, a qubit would... Okay, so okay, let's go back to the com uh, a typical computer scenario where you have a zero and one binary. So one of those zeros in a computer for yeah. a quantum computer would be a qubit. Yeah. So it would be a zero, one, or a zero, zero, or one, one, or neither. Yeah. So then if you had a thousand zeros and ones or a thousand qubits, that's what you're talking about. It's like two to the power of a thousand. Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah, I, I you know I didn't uh, study extensively enough to really. Yeah, no problem. Bring it home. I wasn't really. But it's big. It's something it. like that. Yeah, yeah. And it's big. So it's, it's it, what I'm trying to convey is limitless uh, processing power, essentially. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so now they're creating these systems, obviously not with your standard uh, microchip kind of s situation. Like, like what are they actually doing? To create these well, computers. They have uh, recently, recently come up with silicon chips that can do this. But uh, I don't think they, they haven't come up with anything that runs at room temperature. It's all super cooled. Mm -hmm. Right. It's all helium cooled, you know, in a lab. Getting it to a, a sub-zero temperature. So let's, yeah. let's say theoretically um, uh, we get this limitless um, processing power. Obviously... That's awesome, but why is that awesome? Well, um, what what implications would that have for for us? One of the most spectacular uh, uses I've seen proposed for quantum computers is, uh, say, you have cancer. Okay. Um, you can use this. Probably going to have it. Probably yeah. one of us point. is going to have many, it. <laughs> many, many, many statistically. Yeah, it's it's a it's a good possibility. Yeah, uh, use a quantum computer to analyze the chemical compounds needed to kill the cancer. Like it's a, it's a complex problem that our computers can't. It's too complex for today's computers to handle these these molecular permutations, and so even if we maybe know enough medical knowledge to be able to kill the cancer so is, is it in a way trying to predict how a cancer works in order to find out the best measure to to kill it yeah because it's, it's, it's about like quantum from what i know quantum computers it's like it will give you the best prediction because of the variables and the ob the observed results. yeah it'll figure right. out that optimal chemical compound mm -hmm. and, right. uh, the the exact structure necessary for that like uh, polymer that you're going to send in your body. Because uh, we basically like, because every cancer is very unique, as unique as the person who has the cancer. Yeah. Even if it's in the same location, uh, often it's like, well, we'll use what we did on Joe Schmo, but it might not work on you because your chemistry is different. Everything's different. The right. variables yeah, yeah. It's a are complex. as complex as, you know, your genetics. Yeah. That's what the cure for cancer is so yeah. elusive, you know. It's, wow. Yeah. You're never going to be able to find that one perfect cure. So you'd have a computer that would probably analyze the cancer itself. Yeah. And then be able, because it's able to grasp that much information at once. Yeah. Design, make a designer molecule for you. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. That's super cool.
That's way better than tricorder. <laughs> well, tricorder would be like, you should go talk to the quantum computer. Yeah. <laughs> you have cancer. <laughs> Aw. <laughs> Again. <laughs> yeah, that's that's awesome. <clears throat> so we're not looking at a quantum computer to uh, make a really cool uh, video game? home use video <laughs> game system, are we? Yeah. I mean, no, I think our regular computers can handle that better at this moment. Really? But, you know. What about virtual reality? Mm-hmm. Well, creating like you virtual know, worlds if we're talking like very futuristic quantum computers sometime right. maybe far in the future that are just better at everything yeah. than regular computers are then uh, yeah maybe we can use it to create ultra realistic virtual worlds cool is that going to come before or after we make a Dyson Sphere it's <laughs> a good question <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would well, say we need the Dyson Sphere in order to make this really great quantum computer yeah possibly this, and will we then just leave the realities of this universe and enter the digital world? I mean, if we still need to super cool everything and make yeah. like superconducting magnets and stuff. <laughs> but they're already working on ways to get around the super cooling, though, with quantum computers. They're trying. Yeah. Because uh, that's, uh, that's their biggest hurdle right now, right? Is that like you because they're using superconductors and things like that that all work on like like optimal cold, like in ceramics and things like that. They're using it. Yeah, in cold uh, environments. Like, uh, I think there was an Australian group that was, they might have gotten something to work at room temperature. I don't know. I'm not prepared mm, enough. Mm. Interesting. I think we should do a follow up one with Jeff for sure. I that. mean, well, we should have a quant- we should let's just we do, should a do a quantum, quantum episode. Quantum, <laughs> quantum episode in general, just quantum. We talk about quantum leap. Quantum leap. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's the, what's <laughs> the name of that actor? Um, we can watch. We can watch the. James Bond movie, yeah. Quantum, Quantum of, of Solace. Quantum of yeah. Solace. <laughs> That's uh, actually a great episode. Quantum, Quantum is of a great... Solace, Quantum Leap, <laughs> yeah. Quantum Physics, Quantum Computers. Yeah. Oh yeah. Boom. Done. Yeah. Definitely. Nice. Uh, we can talk about Susie Quattro. <laughs> That's close enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Jeff, really awesome to have you on the show. Good. Good to be here. Yeah, this is good. We want mm-hmm. you back. Obviously, I want you back in my life, just in general. Yeah, I don't just... want to know about your marriage to that guy later, who happened to be a hobbit, and it was a shotgun wedding. Oh right, your... oh my D and D story. Your D and D. We can have a D and D episode. Sometime. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Well, we'll definitely be doing that. I want to. I want. I want to. I want a panel episode. Yeah, you got to bring in a special episode where you played D and D on. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, it's yeah. been done. It's 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 that's, that's a tough. True. It's tough it's to coordinate. Yeah. Also, no one wants to listen for six hours. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they want to listen for our tight three-hour episodes. Well, yeah. We did this. We did a really excellent uh, one-off where we instead of rolling dice, you played Jenga. Oh. <laughs> like to succeed, you had to pull Jenga blocks. So Whoa, that's a great idea. Got, that's uh, amazing. Progressively more difficult. It was really awesome because it was also a, like a horror mystery, like slasher. Oh, so oh, everything gets tense. really tense. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's great a for great mood. idea. Yeah. So I want to. I want to play that. I want to play that. That's a great idea. Okay. Well, awesome. This was great. Very good. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. Open the door. (laughs) I'm right here. I'm right here. Hello? (laughs) You! Hello? Help! Is somebody there? I'm right here. Hello? Oh my god, my face is melting! <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah.